the Lord. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the River Church, live from McAllen, Texas, right on the Mexican border. Amen. In the southern tip of Texas, as we welcome all of that you were here this morning. Amen. Come on, let's Amen. welcome our online viewers. Amen. Hallelujah. We welcome you this morning. Amen. Amen. And all of our online members. Amen. Amen. That's right. We actually have people watching online that are part of the church. Amen. Amen. So, glory to God. We know God is going to touch you in a powerful way this morning. Hallelujah. That God wants to use you. And really what God has put on my heart, you know, to minister on is the coming move of God. Amen? The coming move of God. Amen. So it's going to be awesome this morning. Amen? Amen? Hold on. You're going to have to hold on to your seat. You might just feel like you're just going to explode. Amen? Like you're going to launch. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Like you're going to take off, you know. Because the fire of God is going to come. The glory of God is here. Amen? Hallelujah. To touch and change and transform and burn up anything that's holding you back. Amen? Amen. what those things that are holding you back. Today is the day. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, you know, I, I have the privilege this whole last week, you know, I was supposed to do one show. This is a busy week. You know, it's amazing. I love it because it really re-energized me. Amen? Uh, being that busy. But I, uh, a good friend of mine, Evangelist David King, and we traveled and did some things together on the road. And uh, <laughs> he, he asked me to come on on Tuesday uh, on his program. And so it turned out being that I was on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It just we got into a flow, so we kept, come back, come back. Amen? And so we had somebody else spoken on Friday, so, you know. And it was just a whole flow. Amen? But then I did a radio show in Austin. I believe it was on Wednesday. We had our Wednesday night. Then we were talking about the end times, amen, and really talking about prayer and prophecy and how that plays a part, amen. Who knows your part of prophecy being fulfilled, yes. amen? amen. And so, but really, this morning, I'm going to minister along the lines of the move or the coming move of God, amen. And so, because really, this whole last week, like I said, I came on David's show. And he, he asked me, well, what do you want to minister on? Like, what do you feel in your heart to minister on? And I said, the coming move of God. And he just couldn't run out of my spirit. So I'm right in the flow, amen? Because, you see, there's a window, amen? Mm -hmm. There's a window, and you've got to get ready, every single one of us, get ready about what God's about to do. Amen? Because it's not about what we want to do. I mean, you know, I've ministered along those lines of, uh, of logic and progression. Where it just seems logical so people do things. You know, a lot of times that's how even the church, how pastors, how ministers, it's just, oh, this seems logical, so I'm going to do that. And it seems logical, no, what about getting the word of the Lord on, on, on the subject? Amen? Or on a matter, on a, whatever it is. Amen? On, the, on what God wants to do. And then progression. Oh, well, I, you know, I ministered this, and I ministered like that, and this door opened, and then I'm going to go here, and then it just, you know, like progression. It just... Like, no, we, that's not how we function. Where's the Holy Spirit sending us? Amen? Amen? Lord, you want me to do this. Amen? It's not just like a natural progression. Amen? It's a supernatural progression. Amen? It's, it's the Lord 
using you and doing things. Amen? And accomplishing things. Hallelujah. And so, praise the Lord. I know you're going to be touched this morning. Let's do this before we get into the Word of God. Is let's pray. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do here this morning through this service that it will impact lives for your glory. We thank you that your presence is here, that your anointing is here. Your anointing is here to accomplish all that you have ordained for it to accomplish today. That people will be empowered. People will be equipped. People will receive a word from you, an answer to a solution, a blueprint from heaven. That people will be healed, set free, delivered today. That even people, Lord, which it is your will that not one person perish, but all come into repentance. That you today, as you touch the hearts of people, that there will be even many that come into the kingdom today. That those even that have strayed off will come back and fall in love with Jesus all over again. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you will touch people, equip them, that you will move in their lives in a powerful way. And we thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, who believes there is a coming move of God. Yes. Amen? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You know, there is something that is going to happen, amen, that is going to transform and change our lives. You know, we can we can see, and if you will, go with me, this has kind of been a foundational scripture on this, is go over to the book of Acts. And in Acts 1, verse 8, Jesus says, But ye shall receive power after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen? And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen? So it's amazing because if you go back just to verse 6, here it is, the disciples of Christ are asking him, when are you going to restore again the kingdom to Israel? You know, I'm amazed because you see, Jesus goes immediately into saying, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put into his own power, but I'm going to give you power. Amen? I'm going to give you power. I'm to, there's going to be an empowerment so that the moving of the Spirit, that the move of God will take place on the earth. Amen? On earth as it is in heaven. You know, too many people look for certain things and I believe there are the signs of the times and there are the seasons and there are things that happen. But sometimes we can get caught up in too much into the natural or the temporal or when are these things going to happen when really it's about what the kingdom of God wants to happen. Amen? What God wants to do. And so you can see, but ye shall receive power, Jesus says. When? 
after that the Holy Ghost has come upon me, I believe even every person in this room, amen, in this sanctuary, and you that are watching, amen, in your digital sanctuaries, amen, come on, that you are going to be empowered today, that you'll, re you'll receive fresh oil from heaven today, a fresh touch, amen, to then carry that power. What are you witnesses of? The power. Amen? The power of God. The saving power of God. We understand by Scripture that the gospel is the power of God. Amen? Mm. The power of God unto salvation. But the gospel is the power of God. Amen? And so we're a witness to this power. Amen? And of this power. So then you can see something that happens over here in... The second chapter of Acts. Amen? Amen? That is so amazing because Peter in verse 14 says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day, which is about 9 a.m. So he did not say they were not drunk. He just said they were not drunk as they supposed. They were not drunk on alcohol. They were drunk in the spirit. Amen? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Because with this empowerment, glory to God, comes the fullness of the Spirit. Amen? Into your life. I mean, when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, amen? So, they were not drunk on alcohol, they were drunk on the Holy Grace of Heaven. Amen? Come on. On the wine of heaven, the Spirit. Amen? Glory to God. Which was an empowerment to do something. Amen? An empowerment to do so. Because you can see here, but what was happening is, verse 16 says, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Amen? Look, you see, Jesus said, Go away in the upper room until you are endued with power. Amen? So that then you can carry that power and so that prophecy can be fulfilled. Amen? Literally, Jesus is saying, Go be empowered so you can see this fulfillment of prophecy that Joel prophesied. Amen? Of outpouring. Amen? Because he says in verse 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days. Amen? Saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall bring dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Amen? And it goes on to say some other things. So you can see, there was an outpouring. Hallelujah. And I believe what God is doing, glory to God, hallelujah, is in this in the days, amen? Because really, if you look at it, whenever you see it, a lot of times it, it's used latter days. 
but it really means the end of days. Amen? Come on. And as we're in the end of the end of days, glory to God, who believes that? There is a coming move of God that will not be stopped by anything, anyone. Amen? But the church, it is your wake-up call because there is a coming move of God and you're involved in it. Amen? Amen. God wants to use you again. And you say, well, my goodness, well, what's my part? God will reveal your part. Amen? Amen. God will reveal your part. That's why it's so important, amen, to seek Him on what He wants to do. Many times I talk about Daniel. Well, what was Daniel's part in things? Amen? Things to come. Things dealing with the nation. Dealing with the nation of Israel. Amen? Dealing with their captivity. The only reason you see Israel come out of captivity from the Babylonians is because a man by the name of Daniel, he set his heart towards God. And he got the key, the answer to the problems. He found the solution because he understood the books. Amen? Hallelujah. It's the same with us. Amen? It's the same with us. As we get into the Word of God, that the Lord will reveal us our part. Amen? What our heavenly mandate is while we're here on earth. Amen? Yes. Because you know the reality is heaven has a, God has a plan. God is a plan. Amen? And heaven has to stop moving. And we've got to get into that flow of what God wants to do in this coming through of God. Amen? <laughs> I, I don't want to see one person be a bystander. Amen? Amen? But we must be participants. Glory to God. That's why I never like to be uh, labeled, you know, in school as somebody who had potential. It was an insult to me. I'm not saying that potential or having potential is a bad thing. I just never wanted that to be said about me. Especially in sports. Amen? Because I'll tell you what, all the ones where they say, oh, he's got such potential, those are the ones that sat on the bench. Amen? And I never wanted to be sitting, sat down on the bench because I had potential. I wanted to be in the game. Amen? Amen. Come on. I wanted to be living. I wanted to be playing in the game if it was football or basketball. I did not want to have potential and sit on the bench. Amen? I wanted to know who I was and I wanted to be good and effective at what I did so that I was in the game. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. And I remember, you know, that's how the Lord really dealt with my heart as He began to change my life years and years and years ago. Because why? Many people find themselves sitting on the sidelines. Amen? They find themselves as spectators, not participants. Amen? And I remember the Lord spoke to me in sports terms to get my attention. Because even though, I mean, maybe you can tell, I, I was very athletic. That's why I have the physique that I have. <laughs> I speak that by faith. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> That's why I say I'm the best looking guy there is. I, you know, I mean, I speak in my faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I call those things that are not. They were. Glory to God. But the Lord dealt with me, and I remember He spoke to me in 
for the world, but what are you going to get up off the bench and get into the game for me? And it really impacted me. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I see that's going to point that they can relate. You can relate. They did many of you. For the Lord said, stop being a spectator and it's time to be a participant. Amen. And that's when this come up, this coming move of God, amen. God is looking for those that are yielded, that are willing, that have made themselves available to be used. Amen. And I tell you, get ready. Get ready, get ready for what God is doing. Because He is still pouring out. He had to stop. Amen. He is still pouring out today. You know, it's amazing to me because if you look at Genesis, Let's just look at something here. In Genesis, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. Genesis, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. You know, God created man and blessed man. Amen? And here it is in verse 17. God's giving some instruction. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone, and I will make him a help me for him. Amen. And then he makes what? He makes he. Amen. But you know, really, if you, if you look at that, verse 17, it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in that day thou, that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Amen? You know, what's amazing to me is to see is that Adam was crowned with glory. Adam was clothed with glory. Adam was working with God, God working with him. God would come down in the cool of the day and commune with Adam. And the devil did not like that. The devil does not want man working with God and God working with man. And he wanted, the devil wanted to find a way to put a wedge, to put an end to that. Therefore, he came with temptation. And he came against God's word. And he really discredited God's word. Amen? You see, when Adam fell from glory, then he became spiritually dead. And that separated man from God. And that was the plan of the devil to stop God from working with man and man from working with God. He had to come and destroy it. Amen? Because he wanted to have dominion. He wanted to have the power over this earth. He wanted. You know, it's amazing if you really look at it because the devil wanted to separate. Amen? Because he knew that if he could do that, then man and God would not be together, united. Amen? And he has a personal experience himself. How the anointing, amen? And everything, what he had was take, 
was, was no more. He didn't walk in that sin. He didn't work with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? He didn't work with God any longer. But then he found himself where he was working against God. That's why he wanted to separate. He has some personal experience. Amen? But it's amazing because you can see God had a plan. Amen? God had a plan. He wanted to reclothe. Amen? He wanted that crown of glory put back on man's head. Amen? He wanted to reclothe. That's why when God went looking. Isn't that amazing? That's how good God is. Though. He went looking. For man, after man fell, he went looking. Amen? Looking for man. Why? Because man was hiding. Why? Because man was naked. See, that glory was gone. That fire was gone. That presence was gone. That light was gone. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to stop God's glory. The enemy wants to stop this coming move of God. Amen? The enemy doesn't want... That's why you see doctrines and you see theologies and philosophies and every kind of thing out there to try to stop the moving of the Spirit. Because it is that very presence of God. It is by the Spirit of God. Amen? And what Jesus accomplished on the cross. Amen? That, that working... That, that, that separation, that void, that, that wedge that was there was removed. Amen? Just, just like, haha, just like the temple curtains were rent. They were torn. Amen? They were removed. And the Holy Spirit came out. Amen? Came out of, of that, that tabernacle made by the, by the hands of man to come and dwell in the tabernacle that's of flesh. Amen? You. So that you can be reunited. That was God's plan to reunite His presence, His Spirit with you. So that you and God, amen, will work together once again. Everywhere you see they went about, I mean, look at the disciples. What does it say? Working with God. Amen? Working with God. And that's really what it's about, amen? You know, you are living stones, amen? You're the workmanship of the Lord. I mean, there's so many scriptures there. See, that's the thing that, that you got to find out what you are. Amen? And the best way to find out what you are is by the Word of God. It tells you what you are. Amen? And you don't allow the devil to take that from you. Are you hearing me this morning? Amen. Don't allow the devil to take what God says you are away from you. Amen? Because that's what happens. That's what he told Adam and Eve. Don't eat from that tree. You can eat from any tree, but don't eat, don't touch that tree. For the day that you do, the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You will have a spiritual death. And that's what happened to them. That's why it was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen? God did not want man to know or experience what evil was. The knowledge of good and evil. Because that... That knowledge of the evil was the very separation from him. Think about it. Amen? The very separation to be now where the devil is controlling. The devil has dominion over the earth. God's word even says that the devil is a god of this world. You see, that's evil. That's part of that. That's an evil plan. 
Amen? But it had all to do with faith, too. Because it took something in there. Doubt had to come in to Adam's heart, to Eve's heart, to be able to partake of the tree based upon the deceit and the lies of the devil. He discounted the word. Never discount the word. Amen? For it is the word of God. Amen? It is the unadulterated word of God. And the thing about it is it has its full of promises for you. It actually tells of you and who you are. Amen? So that's why the enemy wants to discredit that. Because if you won't know who you are, you don't you won't know what you have. Amen? And you actually won't walk in it. But the bottom line is too, is the word of God, it doesn't do anything without you knowing it. Amen? So in this great outpouring that is coming, amen, of the Spirit, you know, let's go over with me to Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2, verse 14. Hallelujah. That's not what he prophesied. 
He said, the church, that's you and that's me, amen, will rise up as spirit as a spiritual giant and there shall be a release of power in our day and in our age that man has not seen before. Amen. No, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Amen. There is a pouring out of God's Spirit. Amen. Amen. He further goes on to prophesy, men upon the earth shall walk and talk and act like God. Amen. Woo! And those who know their God in these days will be strong and do exploits. There is an army of the Lord being raised up. You're part of that army, amen? amen? That's you. That's me. We're part of that army. Who will know and do their rights and privileges in Christ Jesus and appropriate unto themselves that which has already been given. You know, if you go with me to 1 Corinthians, which is key. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Hallelujah. Who's excited this morning? <laughs> Who's receiving this this morning? There's a mighty outpouring. That's going to be followed by a mighty move. Amen? So if we go to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, it says, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I'll continue on, because verse 10 is very important to have an understanding of this. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen? You see, there are the things. Remember, deep calls out to deep. Amen? God is revealing, I believe, in the end of days, God is revealing his plan of what he wants to do. Amen? And God is a great planner. Hallelujah. And his plan is to, through the shaking, amen, the shaking that is about to happen, that we've actually been seeing, amen. I mean, you can see it across this globe. As you begin to see the shaking, amen, it's because God is getting ready for the outpouring. He's putting some things into place, amen, so that there's this mighty revival that's coming upon the church, amen, as the church grabs a hold of it, grabs a hold of the fire of God. Because we are carriers of this will of God. We are carriers of the anointing. Amen. We are carriers of the eternal flame. Hallelujah. And so as this outpouring comes, you see, revival must come to the church. The church are the ones that carry the eternal flame. And they carry that eternal flame. Amen. Like Holy Ghost firebrand to the world. Hallelujah. And so that's where we will then see a great spiritual awakening. There has been a great spiritual awakening that came in the, in the 1700s. There is another, the second great awakening that came in the 1800s. Amen? But I tell you what, there is a third and I believe final great awakening that is coming and we're on the brink of that. We're on the very threshold about to step over to see God move. Amen? Amen. God has given us a window. I don't care what you might think about Donald Trump, but God has put him there for a reason. 
We did not need a saint. We did not need Jesus necessarily in the old office. But we needed somebody, a man, amen, that would be as a wrecking ball. That would be a, like a wrecking ball wrecking against every establishment, every wicked thing out there, amen, who is actually giving back power to the church, removing the Lenny Johnson Gadboard, amen, removing these different things and giving power back to the people, amen, hallelujah. You know, in one of the speeches that President Trump made to the UN, you know, at the very end of the speech, as he's talking to nations, you see, God deals with nations. Amen? And right now, we can see he's dealing with the nation of America. Amen? Yes. But you can see, you can go watch the footage. At the very end, he speaks at the summit, at the UN. And you know, at the very end, he quietly said, I don't believe it was even scripted. Maybe his his speech writers put it in there, but I find it very unlikely. But this is what he said as he spoke to them, as, as the leader of the United States of America, as the president of the United States of America. He said, and some of you will go to hell. You see, there it is. Amen? A warning. A warning of God's judgment. Especially when it was on the subject of attacking Israel. Yes. Because mm -hmm. God's not going to deal with those nations that come against Israel. He's not going to deal with them nicely during the tribulation. Mm -hmm. It is only the nations that deal nicely with Israel during that tribulation that are going to be protected. Go read it. It's all part of the time. Amen? But right now we can see as God has planned things, as He has things that he wants to do for us, amen, and through the church, that America, it may look like they've been, we've been in bondage, amen, but get ready, amen, America's about to be set free. There is a move of God coming, just like you said, I mean, I said a little bit ago, in the first great awakening, with, with men of God like George Whitfield, who preached to the Boston Common, amen, as he preached throughout the colonies, he preached to an entire, actually he preached it over a population of a city. Boston Common was only 25,000 in population. He preached to 30 or 35,000 people. Can you imagine? He preached over the population of a city. Hallelujah. And guess who actually verified? Benjamin Franklin, being the scientist he is, and I don't see how his voice could be projected, went to all the corners of that and measured it out and counted the people and he could hear George Whitfield's voice being projected to the very last person in the very last row. Amen. I believe we're going to see that again in America. Amen. Come on. I believe that just like John Wesley and the Wesley brothers, Charles Wesley, can you imagine? John Wesley preached over 50,000 sermons. Amen. As part of this. Can you imagine? Uh, Charles Wesley writes over 5,000 hymns. Amen. There was the Tennant brothers. There were those that were other ones that God used. Jonathan Edwards, my goodness. Jonathan Edwards, he rode on horseback over half a million miles on horseback preaching the gospel. Amen? Can you imagine? They were serious about the move of God. We've got to get serious about the move of God. Amen? We've got to get serious about what God wants to do. Amen? Yeah. And what He is doing. 
Hallelujah. But can you imagine? That all happened before 1776. It was a great spiritual awakening. Amen? Through the preaching and the demonstration of God's power that actually America became independent and broke away from the bondage of slavery of England. Amen? Come on. Because England was moving over to put their thumb. Here it is, America, where you have your pilgrims come over because of great persecution. Persecution against the believers. Amen? Against the church. This nation, and we must never forget, this nation of America was founded out of a hunger and a desire and to worship God freely. Amen? Yes. yes. And you can see the colonies begin to form, but then things begin to move away from God. You know, that's just like what the Word of God says. It says that there's a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You see, they maybe knew about God. They knew some things, but they did not know His power. Amen? You see, that's what happened in the colonies. Here's the gospel being preached. Here are things, you know, even different tribes and different ones being evangelized. But they forgot about the power along the way. And so you see the colonies in a mess. Amen? Do we see America in a mess right now? Yes, we see it in a mess. Amen? And just like there was a great spiritual awakening that came right before the Declaration of Independence was put into place. Amen? As those 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence put their lives on the line, not just as pen to paper, not just their signatures on that, their very lives. Amen? Where John Hancock put his name very big. Amen? Hallelujah. It was the largest on the page. His signature, John Hancock. Because he says, when this gets back to the king of England, I want him to be able to see my name on that page. Yes. They stood up for righteousness. They stood up for what freedom and liberty we have today. Amen? Amen. But it, was, it only happened because of a spiritual awakening. Because men and women preached. Amen? Like the George Whitfields and the Jonathan Edwards and the Tennants. And the Westerners. Amen? And then independence created. You know, you can go back and watch. You can see it. I actually, I actually have it. I have it on my phone. A picture of it. The very first meeting where they're praying. Amen? Benjamin Franklin, of all people, said we need to pray. When you go to Philadelphia, that was a church they were in. They were praying. Amen? Amen. And that's how even the Declaration of Independence was forged. Amen? And then you see the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Amen? It was all because of a move of God. Amen? Yes. And I believe what we're going to see, this coming move of God, amen, will shake everything just like in the first great awakening, in the second great awakening, in even, even in the Azusa Street, even as you can see great teachings and great times of preaching and other times of outpouring and even during the 40s and 50s and kind of went into the 60s of a great healing, miracle move of God. Amen. We're about to see it greater. God says, no eye has seen, no, no ear has heard what is about to come but as he calls to be get ready. There is an outpouring of God's Spirit that is going to be like history has never recorded before. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So get ready. Because even in that prophecy you can see Timothy Hagen talking about healings and miracles. Amen? Amen? You see, healing is the bitter bell to salvation. 
there's a mighty harvest that is coming. Amen. Is this getting you stirred up this morning? Amen. We've got to stir ourselves up this morning. Amen. We've got to continually on a daily basis stir ourselves up. Just like Timothy. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like what Paul told Timothy. Maybe we'll go there in a bit. But I believe the fear of God is coming back. Amen. Because in this coming move of God, the church will be a witness of the power of God. Amen? Yes. Come on. That's why you see everything happening, what's going on. It's because of that watered-down message. You know, the reality is, you know what really happened during the First Great Awakening? You know why George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards? I believe it was Jonathan Edwards actually stood on his father's grave outside of the church and preached because they would not let him in the church because of what he was preaching. Can you imagine? They wouldn't let him in the church. But you know why you saw such a disarray? You saw such a turning away from faith? It's because of something that happened in the 16th century called the Halfway Covenant Church. Can you imagine? Today we call it the seeker-sensitive or seeker-friendly church. It's nothing new. It happened. Why there had to be a first great awakening, amen, was because of this seeker-sensitive church back in that day. Can you imagine? Because it watered down. You could be, you could be a member of the church, you could have voting rights, but you don't have to confess Jesus as Lord. Can you imagine? No. Has it changed? Mm-hmm. Where the message gets watered down, we don't want to bring anybody into conviction mm-hmm. of sin. We don't want anyone to repent from sin. We don't want to offend anybody because of the message where they say the message is not relevant anymore, the word of God is not relevant. That's what they're saying out there. Mm-hmm. But see, it's been for the last 20 and 30 years that's what's been coming in and seeking into America. So that's where we're in the same boat. Amen? Which means that just like in the first great awakening, and just like in the second great awakening, amen, it was right for that awakening. It was right for a move of God. I believe it's time, church. I believe it is right for a moving of the Spirit like we've never seen, amen, just because of all the things that have been allowed, amen. So we have an opportunity. We have a window, amen, a window to see this take place and be made manifest in this nation, amen. Because reality is, you know what's so amazing? Is, if you look, is, in one book, you know there's one book that has all, that has half the history of man? Just one book. So I want to buy that book. You have that book. It's the book of Genesis. In Genesis, it records 3,000 years of mankind. Amen? Can you imagine? In one book. 50 chapters. Amen? Amen. 
I prophesy that they will not be lost, but that they will come in to the kingdom of God. Amen? And that they will actually be used during this next great awakening. Amen? Come on. It's coming, church. You know, another thing that's so amazing is, it's amazing that you are so young in the realm of age. Amen? Look, I'm in my 40s. Some are older. Amen? But you know what's so amazing is, even in the youngest in the realm of your age, I'm, like I said, in my 40s. Some of you might be in your 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. But even that's young in the realm of time or in the realm of age. But you know what's amazing? Have you ever thought about, even as you're so young, you can stand against an enemy that is thousands of years old and be victorious over him? Amen? Come on! See, that's what we have in us. Amen? This present glory. Amen? This present glory that God has robed us and crowned us in His glory. Amen? In the, in the fire of God. Amen? In, in, in His anointing. Hallelujah. That that's what we are dressed. That's what we are robed in. That's what we are clothed in. That God makes His ministers as flames of fire. Amen? Yeah, Adam and Eve may have lost the fire. They may have lost the light. They may have lost the glory. But Jesus came and he restored the glory. So that we can then work with man, with, with God. Man can work with God and God can work with man. Amen? Can you imagine? So we are dressed in light. We are clothed. We are light and salt. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's what's so amazing to me is that even as we're so young, we have a glory of God that, can, that has overcome an enemy that is thousands and thousands of years old. You know, Lucifer, who became Satan when he fell. Amen? What is his age? Yet we stand and we are victorious over someone like that. Amen? Come on. Amen. I'm trying to put this into perspective. Get ready for this coming of God. Because that's, there is a movement in place to stop it. The enemy has put things in place. He's tried to stop it. There is an entire movement in place trying to stop the moving of the Spirit of God. To try to stop the church. But I'm here to tell you today. I'm here to prophesy to you today that the devil can't stop it. Amen? Amen. This next move of God, nobody can stop it. Nothing can stop it. Amen? But the church has to rise up. This is our wake up call, church. Amen? There is something that's about to happen. Get ready. Hallelujah. Get ready. It's all being unfolded right now. We can see it. Amen? Get ready. This next election. Get ready. Amen. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. You're about to see things like you've never seen in your day. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to, which I don't know if I already did it, boy, but go to 2 Corinthians. If I did... I feel like I need to read it again. I don't know if I went there yet. But 2 Corinthians 3, 18. 2 Corinthians 3, verse, no, no, yeah, yeah. Verse 3, huh. boy, I can just sense it right now, man. I'm telling you what, I'm just not. Hallelujah. I'm just sense the presence of God. Get ready. He's empowering you today. Amen. Verse 18, chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians says, But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image 
from glory to glory. Even by, the, even by the Spirit of the Lord. You see, we are changed from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Amen? Hallelujah. God is changing us. Amen? From glory to glory. And there is a coming glory. Amen? That's going to come upon the church. Amen? Hallelujah. For this next move of God. Amen? The next move of God that will shake every single realm. That's why the preachers say, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking about politics. You shouldn't be talking about these certain things. You shouldn't talk about what the doctors do. You shouldn't talk about what's happening in the schools. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? Right. It is the church's job. Amen? Yes. To infiltrate and to influence and to be involved. To see every realm shaken. Amen? Amen? That's why we're going to see the realm of the government. Amen? The whole political realm shaken by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're going to see the education system, schools, colleges, universities shaken by the power of God. We're going to see the whole healthcare industry. Amen? That's why we will not see a vaccine that's for this coronavirus come into existence. Amen? Come on. No. I'm not praying for a vaccine. I'm praying for the power of God. Amen. Amen. To heal people Amen. and set people free of fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A vaccine that will kill everybody. That's what this vaccine will do. That's why I speak with that. Amen. Let me get started. No, Pastor Gloria doesn't like it when I say that, but I can't get myself started in that. Let me say that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor, just don't go there, Pastor. But I will say this. I will say this. If you look at what's happening with the company right now doing the doing the vaccine, doing the testing, not very good. Go read it. Go read the results. Just saying. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to talk about it. The company that is doing the coronavirus vaccine, which has a very shady past, even going back to I, uh, IG Farben. IG Farben was the company back in 1925 founded in Germany. Nazi party used them to make chemicals and pharmaceuticals, the gas that killed the Jews, everything else, and Christians. When that was after the war got broken up, that company comes out of it. Just like Bear. Bear was one of it. It was a conglomerate of six companies. Bear was one of them. This company came out of it. All funded and sourced by George Soros, yes. With Dr. Fowler, this, this company now that's doing the vaccine called, what's the name of it? Moderna. Moderna. Thank you, baby. Moderna. That's the name of the coronavirus. Moderna. It came out of IG Farmer. It came out of this whole thing. Just, just like Bear became Monsanto. You know what I'm talking about? GMO, genetically modified organism. You know the company that owns Roundup, that owns the weed killer that's actually causing cancer, and they have 
suits that they've actually won major lawsuits that they're winning because they're showing around that causes cancer. But it came out of IG Harvard. You see, this is the thing is, there's a tie to it. Even when you have Moderna, guess who? Moderna, 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 thank you, baby. Is owned, well, it's actually one of the biggest stock owners is Bill and, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Big part of it, part of it. See what I'm saying, honey? Dr. Anthony Fauci actually was uh, on the board. Hello? But see, what they did is they started doing their trials, their testing. So they did their testing on animals. What animal did they pick? They picked ferrets. Why did they pick ferrets? Because ferrets have an immune system like us. So here's what they did. They picked these ferrets, and then they started injecting them. And they started doing the challenge phase, which they know they can't do on humans, but they can do on animals. So they started doing the challenge phase, injecting these ferrets with the vaccine, with the coronavirus vaccine that they're developing. Moderna is. And guess what? The ferrets start dying. So they cut that off. They say, we can't do the challenge phase. Let's stop doing animal testing. Let's do human testing. So guess what? They find 30,000 knuckleheads in their 20s and 30s to volunteer to get, the, to get the, the vaccine. Okay? So then they start doing the vaccine test. Phase one. Guess how many people out of the 30,000? By the way, the, 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 the volunteers are in their 20s and 30s. Amen? They're not in, in, they're in a young demographic. They're not even in an older demographic, which the coronavirus, right? affects the older demographic. Yes. So here it is, they're testing on the younger demographic, and guess how many people have side effects out of that 30,000? 50% have side effects. Systemic health issues. I'm talking about where they're having chills for no reason, just constant chill. Not just where it hurt, or they got some sort of soreness or pain here. They're having myalgia, migraine headaches, mm. viral infections, fatigue, like chronic fatigue. 50%, that's 15,000 of the people. So guess what? They go to phase two. Phase two, you increase the dose. Guess how many people have side effects? 100%. Every single person has a side effect. And they increase and they grow and they get worse. Systemic health problems. So then they say, oh, okay, well, let's go into phase three. We're starting phase three now. Guess how many have side effects? 80%. By the way, two to, two to three months, it's about two and a half months, guess what? These antibodies no longer are there. They don't work. So it's useless. So they're injecting you with all this other nonsense that's causing all these side effects, making people sick, who were not sick before. Come on. With antibodies not even working, they, they go dormant. They go, they, they go to none effect after two and a half months. So it doesn't even work. It's useless. It's, it's, why would you use that? So yes, I want to talk about these things. Because we're going to see every realm shaken by the power of God. Amen? Yes. That includes the health industry. That includes education. That includes government. That includes business. Amen? Mm-hmm. Come on. Every, that includes the financial system. Amen? Come on. Every realm shaken by the power of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So 
separation of church and state. It's a myth. It's a lie from the pit of hell. People don't even understand that. Amen? They don't even understand what it's about. So get ready. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go over with me to Haggai. Just look at some scripture this morning. Amen? There's a coming move. Get ready for it. Amen? Haggai 2, verse 9. Haggai chapter 2, verse 9 says, The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen? The latter is greater than the former. We saw an outpouring. You can see mighty, you can see the glimpses into it, or you see in the first great awakening, entire populations of cities being shaken, being saved, amen? Over the population, where people are just transformed, amen? Even in the second great awakening, the people like Charles Finney and Father Nash, as they would go in, and others as they would go in. You would see entire regions shaken, amen? By the power of the Holy Ghost, amen? You know, it was the very fact that there was a second great awakening that led to the change of heart in men to put an end to slavery. Because of the second great awakening. Amen? Just imagine. It wasn't just because man just had some moral code they said we need to just change. No, it was actually the preaching of the word of God. Amen? It was boldness. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. With the preaching and not the denying of the power. Amen? Hallelujah. You're going to see the power of God. Amen. Come on. Yes. So you can see here the latter is greater than the former. What is about to happen, amen, is greater than any move of God before. Is greater than any forest before. Is greater than anything that's happened before. Amen. Hallelujah. I will tell you this. God does not decrease. He increases. Yes. Amen. Yes. It's not about going backwards. He's about moving forward. He's about advancement. Amen? Not about decreasing, but increasing. And we can read right here in the Word of God. He says that the latter, amen, will be greater, greater than the former. Hallelujah. Well, there's a lot there we can read. We can even go back to verse 7. It says, And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. You know what's amazing to me is? That we can see here, as the, as the word of God, as he prophesies, amen? We're talking about entire, we're not just talking about a village being shaken. We're not just talking about a neighborhood being shaken, amen? We're not just talking about a community being shaken. We're not just talking about a city being shaken. God's not even talking here, he's not talking about even a state being shaken, amen? He's talking about nations being shaken. That is what the coming move of God is going to do. Amen? The shaking of nations. Hallelujah. Here you see, and I will shake all nations. Amen? It's going to affect everything. Everyone, every nation on the planet. Amen? Hallelujah. Now go over with me to James.
James 5. James 5, verses 7 and 8. It says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Amen? Amen. There is, you can see, he says early and latter rain. There is a culmination coming together. There's been great outpouring, but it's going to be like the former and the latter coming together. The early and the latter coming together. Amen? I'm talking about a flood. A flood of God's glory. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. A flood of God's presence. A flood of God's anointing. Amen? Hallelujah. As it's going to come upon the church. And it's going to come upon the nation. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to give you a key. I'm going to give you a key in, in, in the very first thing you need to do. Amen? The very first thing that you need to do. Glory to God. You know, there are some keys in your, your participation. Amen? There are some keys on some things that what you need to do. Hallelujah. Amen? There are some things for you to do. Hallelujah. Let me find something here if I can read it. Hallelujah. Because in this, I mean, obviously you need to pray. You know what, let's just go over here because I want you to see something. Because here's the key thing that for, for us to be effectively involved, go with me to uh, go with me to 1 Timothy 2. Amen? I'm just going to read you something, but I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to mess with you. Amen? I'm just going to read what the Word of God says. 1 Timothy This is where I think a lot of the church, the body of Christ, has gone wrong. But I'm going to give you a key here. Amen? So, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Amen? Amen. So where the church of the body of Christ has really got off, as you can see here, is, it says pray for, first of all, before we see this great awakening, amen? First things first, pray for our leaders. Pray for those in authority. Even if you may not agree with Donald Trump, pray for him. He is our president. Amen? Amen. First things first. Don't complain about him. Pray. Amen? Amen. Because when we do that, and I believe, just as the Word of God says here, there will be a time of peace. It's in that time of peace there's going to be a, a preparation. Amen? Come on. 
This is the word of God. This is what we can see this. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all, first things first, before we see this coming from God, before we see this outpouring, amen, is to pray for our leaders, amen, for those that are in authority. That's every single one, amen. If you agree with them or not, it doesn't matter. You follow what God's word says, what God's word instructs you, amen. Hallelujah. People want to see peace. People want to have, people want to see a change. People want to see, you know what? If you're not praying for that change, then you're part of the problem. Amen? Yes. If you see a problem and you don't do anything about it and you just complain about it and you don't pray about it and you don't get involved, then guess what you become? You become not part of the change, but part of the problem. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why to be part of the change, pray. First of all. Amen? So before we see this, this great awakening, amen, first of all, pray. Pray for the leaders. Pray for those that are in authority, amen. You should be praying for this election because the reality is if President Trump does not get elected or re-elected, then guess what? All hell is going to break loose like you've never seen it. Yes. All hell is breaking loose now. Can you imagine what's going to happen if he was not in power? Pray for our leaders. Amen. Pray for those that are in authority. That's what it says. It says, for kings and for all that are in authority. That means everyone that's in Congress. Amen. Every U.S. representative. Every U.S. senator. Amen. That's what makes up the Congress. Pray for everyone on the, on the state levels. Amen. Come on. Pray for the judges. Pray for the Supreme Courts. Pray for See, there are their leaders and in authority. Amen. Yes. So we should be praying for our president. Praying for our congressmen and women. Praying for, amen, come on. Everyone else is in the That means your mayor. That means your county judge. Amen? Yes. Look, I understand that. I mean, there's some things that I say about our county judge because... <laughs> I'll be nice. Amen? There are some things that I've said, but you know what? We pray for them. We pray for change. We pray. Amen? Amen. We pray for them. Hallelujah. Amen? Yes. yes. Come on. I just call this God's complaint. I mean, there's many things that, you know what? The fact of the matter is they give us too much material sometimes. Amen? Yeah. To ridicule them over or whatever. Because it's moronic, the things they do. But we've got to pray. First of all, pray. Amen? You see this outpouring. You see this. Are you getting this this morning? Amen? It's God showing you this morning. Look, that scripture right there. Hallelujah. So that's key. But the other thing is, you know, I want to, I want to go to is uh, just go over to 2 Timothy because it's very important too. Amen? Because we can see something that happens here. Paul writes to Timothy. Amen? Writes to Timothy, who is a pastor. Amen? Writes to this pastor. Writes, and I believe this, this is, will touch pastors and preachers. Amen? Because if they start doing this, and start equipping their church, amen? Rather than complaining about life, and complaining about things, and complaining about how the government has them shut down, if they just started to rise up in faith, this is the key. Amen? This is really... Speaking to the church. Amen? So 2 Timothy, and we're just going to read it. Amen? And I'm going to start closing with this. Is, let's read 
You know what? Let's just read one through like eight. Chapter one. Chapter one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God and the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve, from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. You know, it's amazing because what did he do? You know, you know people call, run around calling themselves apostles when all they are is controllers and manipulators. That's all they want to do. They just want to control and manipulate. See the heart? I will say this. See the heart of Paul? I pray for you. I love you. I mean, I mean, you know, come on. There's not a moment that goes by. I mean, I remember you. Amen? Four. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Amen? You know what's amazing is, you can see here that he says in verse Four, he says something here. Be mindful of thy tears. You see, Paul knew Timothy was going through some things. Look right now. Of all the pastors that are under attack with this whole lockdown of churches. Look at California. Look at all these things. You know, it's amazing because you can see what's coming against the church. The attacks that are coming against the church. It's a full-on assault against the church. Is that true? Yeah. Or is that true? Yeah. Full-on assault. Yeah. Why? Because the enemy is in complete desperation. They're desperate. Desperate like never happened. See, they're losing. They're losing it. They're losing it. And therefore, they do things and they react that way out of desperation. That's why we're seeing all this chaos going on. So you can see Paul writing to Timothy. So I know your tears. Amen? I'm mindful of your tears. See, Paul knew Timothy was going through some things. But he did not coddle Timothy over his problems. Why are you crying? The, you know, and, and just like consoling him over the tears. Did he even talk about what the problems were? He didn't even mention them. This is what he says. Wherefore... This is what's amazing. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Amen? Look, you might be going through some troubles, you might be going through some battles, but guess what? You got faith. Amen? He points 
to the key. He points to the solution. Yes, there might be hard. Yes, there might be trouble. Yes, you might be crying some tears over whatever it may be. Paul doesn't get into it. But he says, you've got faith. Amen? You've got faith. Now begin, and he goes right into it here in verse in verse uh, eight, uh, verse six. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Amen. Look, we might be going through some stuff right now. You can see all kinds of things with the economy. You can see all kinds of things with these lockdowns. You can see with our rights and privileges and liberties and freedoms and all those things that are being stripped away. If you don't realize that that's what is happening, they are stripping our freedoms away. Our, our rights away, these things away. Amen? Yeah. So, you can be crying a lot of tears. But I was saying to you, just like Paul said to Timothy, said, I put you into remembrance of your unfeigned faith. The same faith that your grandmother Lois had and that your mama Eunice had. I put you into remembrance of that faith and I believe you have faith. Amen? That same kind of faith. Amen? Mm -hmm. That faith to turn things around. That faith the moment that you begin to stir up the gift of God that's in you. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. And he goes right in to say, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Amen? But of power. You know what's so powerful about that is? It goes immediately. It didn't say love first. It's a power. You have an overcoming power. Amen? Over fear. Over everything. Over the enemy. Over what's coming against you. Over whatever it may be. Amen? You have power to overcome Fear and overcome everything that fear is trying to accomplish. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. But begin to stir up the gift of God. Begin to stir up faith. Begin to stir up what God has put inside of you. Amen? Stir it up this morning. We've got to stir up the gift of God. That's where? On the inside of us. Amen? So that's what I'm here to do. Amen? I remember many years, probably 20 years, we went camping. So I know a lot about camping. Amen? We went up into the hill country of Texas. Amen? Up in central Texas. Up into the hill country. And we would go camping. And one thing we always did, we always made a fire. Amen? Hallelujah. And when that fire began to dwindle, when the coals began to go out, what would we do? We'd throw on another log and just get a fire poker and begin to poke and get the flame going again. Amen? I'm just here like with the put another log on. Amen? Hallelujah. Those embers might seem like they've gone out. But guess what? I'm here to just reignite the fire. I'm just here to poke around in the fire a little bit and get the embers hot and white again. Amen? To get the flames going again. Glory to God. So stir up the gift. Amen? This next rule of God, get ready. What is coming? This coming rule of God, you've not seen anything like it. Amen? So be expected. Be ready. Be yielded. Be available for whatever God wants you to do. Amen? Because it's going to happen. And it's going to happen soon. Amen? Because we can see the Lord is coming back. And He is coming back for a glorious church. That's why we continue being changed from glory to glory. Amen? Because He's not coming back for a beat-up church. He's not coming back for a church with blood. Or with blemish. Amen? Come on. But he's blotted it out. He's blotted everything out. He's given us through his blood. Amen? To be glorious. Hallelujah. Amen. To be able to be changed from glory to glory. Amen? Hallelujah. Not with blemish. Not with spot. Not with wrinkle. Not beat up. Not broke. Not in poverty. Not sick. Not in a defeated church. Not a weak church. 
but a glorious church. Amen. So get ready for the coming will of God. Get ready for the glory of God that's about to be poured out. Hallelujah. We are living in that generation. You say, oh, well, is it for the next generation? No, if you're living, it's for your generation. Your generation. Amen. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's a culmination. It's going to be like nothing history has recorded. Amen. Hallelujah. And God has put it inside of you, everything you need to overcome and to walk in victory. Amen. Hallelujah. It's already inside of you. And God says, stir it up this morning. Amen. Amen. Stir it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. That as every single person has grabbed the whole time, personally, Lord God, you will personally touch them. Hallelujah. There are those who feel like they've just gone through the motions, just been going through life, maybe even not knowing their purpose, not even knowing their call, but even this morning, Lord God, you're revealing that to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you will use them. Hallelujah. I, I just sense right now, people are watching, and if you watch this, it's been like you've just been kind of like getting by. God's going to take you out of autopilot mode. Hallelujah. You're not going to be led by the trials or what's going on during these times, but you will be led by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You'll be led by the Holy Ghost. Even this morning, as you grab a hold of this, and you would stir up. Stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Stir up this morning. Hallelujah. For there is a coming. There is a coming outpouring. There is a coming move of God. There is a coming glory. Hallelujah. The glory of God that's going to be made manifest through His church. So get ready. Hallelujah. Stir up. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because you ain't seen nothing yet. Maybe you saw a little. But get ready to what you're about to see. Because it's going to be glorious. Amen. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be glorious. Hallelujah. As you, the glorious church, rises up. It's your wake up call. Hallelujah. It's your wake up call. So get ready for this next outpouring. This next move of God. Amen. And all that it brings. Get ready. Hallelujah. Right now, just touch people, Lord. Just touch them. Fill them. Fill up and overflow. Fill up and overflow. Hallelujah. Touch them this morning. Touch them. Yes, Lord. This in time move of God. Get ready here. In. Amen. Come on. Come on. Don't think that. Don't no, no, no. You're in it. Amen. You're in it to win it. God has ordained you to live this hour for a reason. So get ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's for those that want it. It's for those that want it. It's for those that want it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Begin to pray. And I believe that's something that's, that's going to be revelation to you today. Pray for those that are in authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's with one usher in this next move of God. The awakening. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. That's it. Touch. Fill. Hallelujah. Fresh oil from heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I just see that. I just see that. Just praise and worship. Amen. It's going to go to a whole new level. Amen. Hallelujah. I see that. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just see that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So press that and stir up. Stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. And you'll see the captive set free. Amen. Even in your home and your family. Hallelujah. Empowerment coming in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Jesus. It's time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time. It's time. It's time. You'll be a soul winning machine. God says, I have sustained you. For such a time as this, I have sustained you. Hallelujah. And the very gospel you preach to others now, the gospel that you receive, the gospel, hallelujah, will now be preached by you. And it will be that gospel as you preach, hallelujah, and carry that eternal flame that will sustain you from this time on. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the very preaching of the gospel. It's the very being a witness, amen, that will sustain you, amen, and your body's going to come right up in line with it, amen, line with the word of God, hallelujah, 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 yes, 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 amen, hallelujah, line with the vision, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, there's been great preparation for great power. Now, amen. Hallelujah. 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 I just see that whole thing. I'm the whole thing. You know, coach. Just, it's like doors of ministry in, in campuses and other places. Amen. Hallelujah. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. 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 Don't think it's over. It's getting good. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to glory to glory to glory. Faith to faith to faith to faith. Amen. Hallelujah. For that preparation. A preparation. Amen. And as you begin, begin to step out, hallelujah, get ready because God is working with you and get ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, sick of Hallelujah. Sick of. Glory to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I really have come on. Sick Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lord God. Will you bless this morning? Amen. 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 That's what was on the heart, so that's that's it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But let me do this before we give everyone an opportunity to give, and then we're going to take communion together. Is there anyone right now? I want everybody to do this. Just close your eyes. Bow your head. And look at your heart. Amen? Evaluate your heart. Really, you should judge yourself. Amen? Look at your heart. Amen? And I'm going to say this to anyone of you that are watching or listening to, that if you don't know that you were to die, what would happen right now, my friend, if you were to breathe after the last breath? Where would you spend eternity? Do you know that if you were going to heaven or not? You know there's a heaven again and a hell to shine. And today is a day of salvation. Don't put off and don't delay. Because you're not guaranteed another moment. Our life is but a vapor. It's very quick. But today, I believe that God is really touching your heart. Amen. There's something happening on the inside of you. Today, the assurance of salvation. The assurance that heaven will be your home. You're going to know that. Because I'm going to pray with and for you. Amen. 
So if you never ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you. You don't know that you're what happens to you when you die. You don't know you're going to go to heaven. I'm going to pray with you. Amen? But maybe there are those that have turned their back on God. Now is the time to come back to Jesus. Now is the time to fall in love with Jesus all over again. It's like you're, you know that you're lukewarm. You know you're out of the will of God. You know you're turning your back on God. No matter what it is, no matter what created it, it could be something that came in and rocked your world. You turn your back on sin. You turn your back on offense. You turn your back on whatever it is that's kept you away from God. See, God wants to fill you up. He wants you to. He wants to work with you. Amen. And that you would work with Him. It's time to come back to Jesus. Amen. It could be divorce, loss of a love, loss of a job. Maybe you got hurt at church. Maybe because of religion, it hurts you. God's about relationship, amen? And I believe those things will be broken off your life, and you're going to be healed from the inside out. Amen? Matter of fact, you'll be in need today. Amen? But maybe it's something on the inside, something's come in, it's got a grip on you. Maybe it's pride, jealousy, lust. Maybe it's unforgiveness, bitterness, whatever it is. And you'll turn your back on it, and you'll be in need today. Amen? The third thing I want to pray people that you know been struggling. We know that in your heart, you, you're not sure if you're going to go to heaven. Maybe the devil's lying to you, telling you you're not saved, you're not born again, that you're going to go to heaven, and those lies are going to be broken your life today. So if you've been in one of those categories, I want to pray with you for you this morning. So I want to ask you to make a full confession of faith today. Repeat this after me, but don't just do it with lip service, do it with heart service. Amen? Pray it out loud, believe it in your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Thank you that you died for me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the flesh. I turn my back on the world. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart God raised him from the dead. And I have saved my Lord Philip. Use me. Heal me. Touch me. Equip me. Empower me. Change me today. Like no one else could ever change. But I'm changed by your glory. And I'm a child of God. And I receive it today. I receive the free gift of salvation. And I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now go ahead and just thank them. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your saving power. I'm just going to pray for you that prayed that prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you seal every single person. As they prayed that prayer in faith, believing in their heart, they made that confession. Out loud, they are saved and that they are now sealed by your blood and by your spirit. And all that day in heaven. Amen. Even at the great peace. Hallelujah. As we celebrate eternal life in heaven, that they're going to be present and they will be there. Hallelujah. And we thank you for it. Now use them, Lord, that your calling will be revealed to them. They'll know what they're to do and they will do it as they follow you, Lord, and they're led by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, if you pray that prayer, we we'll let her know. Put a comment in there. Amen. And then also, share this with others. You know, that's one of the things I probably should say. Is go in and share these. Amen. Sermons with other people. Share it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, let's give everybody an opportunity to sow seed, tithe, and offering today. If you have that, hold it in your hands. Amen. And I believe God is going to multiply it. Well, why do I believe that? Because God has put in that seed the power of multiplication. And as you release it today, at your point of faith, you release it, God is going to multiply it. Thank you, Lord God, to give seed to the sower. So as that seed is sown today in faith, cheerfully, to honor you, that seed will multiply. And I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for multiplication. That as they do this, by faith today, they position themselves to receive from heaven. They position themselves to be blessed. They position themselves to be blessed so much that they will be a blessing. Thank you for increase. Thank you that no person will lack. That no, no, no person, Lord, will ever go without. The Lord God, that you are increasing them, not decreasing them. That there will be a surplus in their house. There will be a surplus in their lives, Lord God. Fill them today. We thank you for the harvest. We thank you for souls. We thank you that eternity's plan is fulfilled here. Even as we sow into the souls, sow into eternity, sow into your plan, Lord, it will be fulfilled in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Going back to the bucket. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to get communion together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lamb of God. Who's excited? Who's blessed today? Is that burning? I can touch you. This was really a burden in my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. So coming from God, I believe we're on the brink of something that is great. Let's do this. Let me just pray over this communion and then we'll release everybody. I'm gonna pray. Well, we're gonna we'll go off the air after this. So you can participate. Just like when there's an opportunity for the giving. Amen. If you want to position yourselves for the blessing, give. You can go to www.rivertx.com. Rivertx.com. You can click on donate, participate. Amen. So we'll see. Or you can mail your love gift to P.O. Box 6375, McAllen, Texas, 7802, to the River Church. Amen. The River Church. Amen. And now you can participate in this too. So you that are watching and that are listening, get some bread. Amen. And get some juice. But it says, as often as we do this, we do it in remembrance of what Jesus did. Amen. We do it in remembrance of Jesus and all that he accomplished. Amen. Hallelujah. So go ahead and take the bread out of the prayer over it, and then we'll take it together. Thank you, Jesus. This represents your body. That your body was bruised, was marred beyond recognition. The crown of thorns. The beatings, the, the, the scourging, the, the 39 stripes, that by the, your stripes, Lord, we are healed. Actually, according to your word, we were healed. The moment you took it upon your flesh, the moment you gave your body, you were bruised, you were beaten, you were whipped, you took all sickness, all disease, all infirmity. Upon yourself, 
so it doesn't have to be on us. We receive what you get. We receive this blessing. We receive this gift. We receive healings and health and strength in Jesus' mighty name. I tell you what, you shall live, you shall not die. You will no longer be sick. You will no longer be plagued by what might be plaguing you, even for decades. But now, as even you take this bread, which symbolizes the body of Christ and all that he accomplished and took upon his body for you is now accomplished in you in Jesus' name. Healing is the children's bread and we receive it now. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Break it. Take it. Amen. And believe it and receive it. Amen. Come on. Healing is the children's bread. Now, take the cup. Hold it up. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that this cup represents your blood. That your blood was poured out on purpose, with purpose. There's forgiveness of sins. Your blood washes and cleanses us. Sets us free. Your blood makes holy. Separates us under righteousness. And we are made righteous through you, Jesus. We are sanctified. No guilt, no shame. Nothing of the past shall hinder us anymore because of the blood. It comes under the blood as we're under the blood. We're washed and cleansed and made new and afresh today. We thank you, Lord God, that you wash us from all unrighteousness, anything that's not clean enough. And we are made clean today. And that the blood protects us. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Amen. Go ahead. That means you're cleansed up. Hallelujah. And protected. Hallelujah. We love you. God loves you. Amen. We're going to go ahead and go off the air right now. Amen. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of praying right now. But we love you. Amen. Hallelujah. And God loves you. And we'll see you next time. Amen.